Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the Way Niagara podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Berta, and it is a pleasure to have you join us today as we just seek to have real conversations. These are not rehearsed. We have a theme, a topic in mind, but really we just try to have an authentic conversation. And that's a good thing for us to remember that the core values at Way are authenticity, community, and creativity. And we invite you to be a part of our community. We have low anxiety Sunday services. We have our mental health and wellness drop-in groups. There's tons of other things going on around Way lunch and kids programs as well. We are just wanting to invite everyone in our communities to come and join us. And a great touch point at Way is the podcast. We are here every Thursday for you to be able to join us in conversation. And um, for the last number of weeks, we have been talking through the book of James. Now, we are going to take a break from James until the new year, and then we will return in chapter 4 of James. Now, I am excited about the conversation that we are going to have today. Chris, why don't you introduce us to our guest for today? It's my pleasure to introduce a friend of mine has uh, I've known for years. He's kind of a, a youngster, a little bit at arm's length in ways, but also mm-hmm. now uh, just de- delighted to welcome him into kind of deep conversations and having coffee and uh, just getting to know him a lot better. And so it's my pleasure to introduce you to my friend, Caleb McCracken. <laughs> Hello. And uh, Caleb um, Caleb and I meet often and have just really good conversations. And the more I talk to Caleb, the more I'm like, wow, people need to hear this. <laughs> uh, they need to hear just the intelligence and the heart and the desire to help others um, and to do just really good community. And so, um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you, Chris. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, were able to sacrifice some time and <laughs> come learn how this thing, uh, this system works. Yeah, and I'll just say, too, that this is, I think, the fourth time we've met now, Caleb. Yeah. And I enjoy our talks every time. <laughs> and um, so when Chris and I were talking about having you on, I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> because I'll tell you, friends, Caleb is a thoughtful and interesting guy. And so we're going to have some really good conversations. And so, Chris, what is floating around in that head of yours right now to talk about? I'm just going to throw a question or a thought out there. Yeah, sure. And we'll talk about this concept of, uh, it's like a leadership concept. Okay. So, say there was a, a direct need that came up in the church. Okay. Or came up in your community group or whatever. Okay. okay. Yep. And, and so someone says to you, uh, I, I need help with this. We should do this. Okay. What's your first response? Um, like for myself? Yeah. Um, my first response is, yeah, I'll, I'll be there or I'll figure out time to get there. You mm-hmm. know, like it depends on what the need is. If my skill set is for that or if, um, if I know someone that can help them, you know? Mm-hmm. So if it's something where it involves building something, which is where my skill set is, then I'm there, yeah. you know? Um, if it fits within my schedule and my skill set, then I should be ready to go. Hmm. But if it's not something that's within my skill set, then maybe I know someone who can do that, who might be able to, you know, be there 
to help them out. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I have a resource that I can share with them or yep. someone that I know that I trust that would be able to um, do the job well, you know. Or if I know someone that that maybe that um, that wouldn't do the job very well, that maybe I want to warn them about, <laughs> that might also be a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, don't go over and ask Jim because he sucks at using a saw or like, yeah. he's going to lose yeah. a hand or something. Well, exactly. Or like, you know, we talk about brands sometimes, yes. right? Like if, uh, say, they were talking about buying something, I'd be like, well, maybe... Uh, like everybody tends to go to this store, maybe don't go there because it's too expensive. Sure. You know, that, sure. that would be a good example. Jordan, if someone came to you and was asking like, Hey, we need help with this, or this is a need. Uh, what's your first response? I'm in a similar vein. Like I want to help. I genuinely do want to help, but I also know where I don't excel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, so for example, because of a back injury a number of years ago, I know that I can't really help people move. Mm-hmm. Like there, it'd be a very limited thing that I could do or else I'm paying for it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I can help find people. Mm-hmm. I can be there maybe and encourage or like do some like lighter loads. Like there, there are things that I can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm, I'm in the same vein of like the desire is there to help. But it's, there's also a self-awareness of I'm not going to pretend I can do something that I can't. Right. Yes. And, and I think that really speaks to knowing your boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. That you're not going to do something that overextends yourself yes. or wears yourself out. Yeah. Which is very important, especially in a church community yeah. where we have so many people willing to do things. That's right. But are maybe not as capable or are at risk of getting tired or even mm-hmm. spiritually tired. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's kind of where I was hoping to go with this conversation. I learned and, and had a really good conversation with another friend this week who said that there's kind of like two types of disciple-making leaders. Yeah. There are disciple-making leaders who, when when faced with a, with a problem or an opportunity, they rise to that occasion mm-hmm. and they kind of tackle that thing. Yep. And then there's other leaders who are more like myself who would find people to do that role. Like my first response isn't like, I'm going to do this. My mm-hmm. first response is, oh man. Caleb can do that or oh man like uh Steve would be really good for that you know so Mm -hmm. so I don't have to take all of that leadership responsibility on myself right so so there's this really neat concept uh that was was kind of seen through the apostles Mm -hmm. and you had these guys who were like the the leaders who were sending out and then you had these like more pastoral leaders who would be like they would be the guys right who were pitching in and, and and breaking their backs to help others, right? Right. It's just a really neat dynamic. I think that um, that God has created us all very unique, mm-hmm. and He's created us all to have a very different response to situations, right? Yeah. So, like, you might come into one of those situations and and jump all over leading it because it's like this is my bread and butter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you might be the person who goes like, "I will try," <laughs> but but this is the fun part, um, and maybe it's not that fun, but. I think a lot of church problems, like church problems, church hurt. No, just let's pull pull the word church out of there. Problems and hurt in relationships, yeah, comes from people who don't recognize that they maybe are out of their depth, hmm. and that they need to ask someone else to do that thing, right? Or call in somebody else mm-hmm. because we want to. We we all have this almost a, like a hero complex. We all want to be the person to help somebody, right? Who's mm-hmm. in trouble, but. I find more frequently, like, at the expense of who? Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, 
if I'm going to help somebody and sacrifice some of my time or, or jump into something and, and I'm not the right person for that job. Yeah. So at the expense of who, like, am I, because I'm spending time because I'm spending energy, like, is that expense of my family? Like, is it expense of my, my wife and my kids because like I'm taking time away from them or I should be doing something to help them. I have a very protected schedule here for, for the church that like I, I have certain days where I'm doing a certain thing and I don't add to certain, like I keep days that are just clear that don't have anything church related on them because I'm very protective of like my rest and my, uh, that, you know, that, my that, Sabbath. That's your boundaries, right? That's right. Yeah, that's good. So, so that's what I want to talk about. That's yeah. like, how do we, and like, this is hard for men, right? Men are yeah, terrible sure. at setting boundaries. I find the women in my life are, are way better at this. Yeah. They're better at saying no. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what tool do you use? Whatever, whatever thinking path, what yep. do you help to do? What's your, fr- when you have your boundaries trampled on or something is pushing your boundaries or testing your boundaries, what kind of uh, thinking or what kind of action do you do to kind of like shut that down or deflect it or? Hmm. See, because I, I do struggle a lot with uh, with boundaries and because I always want to be able to be there and I always mm-hmm. want to be able... I, I really hate disappointing people. Right. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. And I also have difficulty where I really don't like taking care of my own things. Mm. So a lot of my own problems, my own messes, mm. I would so much rather take care of someone else's messes interesting, and someone else's problems yeah. than my own because it's easier to look at someone else's problems and say, well, that's really easy to deal with yeah. and really easy for me to look at and handle yeah. than to look at myself and look at my own problems mm-hmm. and look at my own life and try to take care of that. Yeah. So... You know, for example, my, uh, you know, my storage unit or my garage, all my car parts and everything are just, uh, they're, they're somewhat organized, but they're also just a mess, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I find it so much easier to go into uh, another guy's garage and help him organize all his stuff and put it away, no problem, right? Like it's, it's a breeze for me, it's even fun mm-hmm. because it's new stuff, it's not mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't care as long as I can put it wherever it needs to go, you know? And then they're happy afterwards. Well, buddy, it's you, fun. you can spend hours in my garage. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about, right? It'd be a great time. And, and, and I'm sure for yourself, you'd yeah. probably have a blast at my place. Yep. Because it's not your stuff. Yeah. And it's not as stressful. You haven't been thinking about my stuff for the past, like, 20 years. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. And then you ask me to come and, know. and pitch in in your garage, and I'm going to be like, what is all of this? <laughs> yeah. we, is this a hammer? Right? <laughs> we, we were talking about this before we hit record. Yeah. How I needed help yep. to put together a lamp that was two pieces. Yep. <laughs> like sorry, sorry that I laughed, but so it's not okay. in my skill set. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, we can laugh about those things. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And That's so okay. I was Google searching a Bible verse, and we can get to the verse in a second. But what ended up happening in yep. Google was actually almost funnier. Oh. Is yeah. that because I was going to just type in because I have this verse in my mind, but I didn't know the reference. And so I was looking for Galatians 9 that says, let us not grow weary in doing good. Right. And we'll get to that in a second. But when I typed in don't become, 
W-E, it just said, it came up, don't become a welder. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just kind of yeah. laughed. I kind of oh. laughed for two reasons. Number Sorry. one, yeah, yeah. because Caleb oh. is a welder. Yeah, thanks. And thanks. number two, because oh. I would kill myself or someone else if I tried. Uh, <laughs> burn down the planet. <laughs> I might oh, actually burn down the planet. Yeah. Oh. But that, this thing, the thing that comes to mind for me was that verse that says, do not become weary yeah. in doing good. Yeah. Because it can be so easy to give and give and give. Because, you know, I know the guys around this table are just genuinely caring and self-sacrificing people. Yeah. But like Chris said, at what cost? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it might just be, you know, a matter of a time thing, yeah. you know, for a family. But it might also be our own soul. Right. Yeah. And I've been in situations where I've given so much mm. that there is literally nothing else to give. Right. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know, like, yeah, let's say let's say yes to the right things mm-hmm. yeah. and no to the right things yeah. so that we can best serve. Yeah. Oh, for because sure. that actually helps everyone. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes saying no to someone is actually the best thing you can do oh, yeah. for future times that they need you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to be no good to serve if we're burnt out and we're in a crisis. And, and I realize we all are in crisis and in challenge at times, mm-hmm. but let's just not create them for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, I think there's... Uh, you know how it, like in relationships, like when you're dating, they yes. talk about like red flags, right? Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to offering help for someone or when they ask for help, I guess it's just kind of looking for those red flags, right? Mm. Like when we're talking about boundaries. So it's looking to see, okay, what are the intentions? You know, how long is this really going to take? Is it going to interfere with my life? Mm -hmm. You know, and is this going to leave me empty? Is -hmm. it going to be that I pour out so much of myself that I'm empty afterwards? And that I've put so much myself into it that there's nothing left for me to go and take care of my own stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that, that pile yeah. that I was talking about that I really don't want to have to handle anyways. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's where learning how to set boundaries for yourself comes in is yeah. just very much like in dealing with relationships, trying to figure out what those red flags are mm-hmm. and then how to avoid those right yeah and so i want to really um kind of push the thinking along that we're talking about here to the concept of commu- of community so community is yeah. one of the core values here at way like mm-hmm. we believe a- on top of everything we do yeah community has to be the heart of it right we're trying to build a community almost like a family yeah. of people that actually care for each other and are pitching in to help each other thrive and survive, not just to be partakers of the programming and the things that we offer, but mm-hmm. to bring something to the table as well. Right. Right. So this is really important because as we build community, we're inviting people into relationship, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to find these people with all these different needs and we want them to come in feeling like they can present their needs, mm-hmm. but also recognizing that like, it's okay for us to say no. Yes. And it's also okay for us to like seek outside help. Right? Yes. Yes. Sometimes, and like this is what you find, with, especially in a family, sometimes you can say something to your brother or sister and they do not hear it from your lips 
and then someone from the outside says the exact same thing and they're like that was life-changing <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. but if you know you know but if you're like little brother or, sister or big sister or whatever says something to you that's like hey you should do this and you're like whatever get over it right this is the thing about community like we all have to pitch in, we all have to contribute and we all have to be able to set boundaries with each other because what's going to happen at the end of the day, someone's going to end up with their feelings hurt, right? Especially yeah. if there's a no or there's someone's, uh, you know, no one intentionally, at least in my opinion, tries to undermine each other in a, in a spiritual community like this. But sometimes it happens where you yeah. feel like someone's tread on your space. Uh, we used to, when I worked for a church, say, stay in your lane. Like, you know, if you're a swimmer, you swim in your lane. But if you start to swim into someone else's lane, it causes a lot of chaos at a swim meet, right? Mm. So if your job is a youth pastor, like, don't tell the music pastor how to do their job. Yeah. <laughs> right? Keep your hands right. off that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important concept. So in the church or in the church community that we're building, the mental health communities, whatever communities the, the listeners of this podcast are, are engaging way right now, it's okay to set boundaries. Yeah, for sure. It's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to like not go to every single church service. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know what? We're a church that takes uh, the long weekends off. We don't, if if it's a holiday weekend, we're not doing church. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. And through the summer, we'll see. Yeah. We, we were talking about maybe just doing like a once a month uh, night service, worship service, because the church we're renting right now is quite hot there's no air conditioning so you know we have to work with what we're given and yeah whatever happens happens right that makes sense and this reminds me of i think it was episode one or two almost a year ago when we were talking about way and one of the concepts was being a low anxiety church Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that we're not going to be doing stuff and we're not going to put stuff on the calendar that's right yeah but it's the way that we treat ourselves and others when it comes to our engagement and involvement yep. in those things. We, there's still expectations that if you say you're going to yeah. do something, you know, we have the expectation you're going to follow through. Yes. But we're not going to intentionally overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're going to try to make sure we don't. Yes. Right. And I think that is the important difference. And, yeah. and a bonfire to us is just as much church as going to the church and having a service. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the community that that you and I had talked about mm-hmm. that really attracted me to, to coming out to your church and yeah. to being a part of it. That healthy sort of uh, sort of a family setting mm-hmm. that you described, and just uh, just the way that everyone's going to get to know each other. It it just sounds amazing, and I'm I'm really excited to see how it develops this year. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we've taken big um, strides. We're, we're right now, as of this recording, a full month into our launch of our first service uh, church services on a sunday afternoon and they're going very well like it's not a big group of people but it's a group of people that need just a calm time to worship and just a that have a desire to see really restorative justice brought to like the worship service it's not chaotic it's not loud it's not punishment if you're of an, uh, your neuroatypical, it's a safe space, or we're working or we're trying really hard yep. to make it a safe space. Uh, we're conscious of the need and the call to do that, and I think, you know, in the next few months, 
as people are starting to on come in or onboard as we call it like as they're starting to to you know drop in on a service they're starting to kind of experience it I, I really hope that they recognize that that is a just a piece of the community right it's just a it's just a small piece 45 minutes of just being there but what happens to for from my perspective that's more important is what happens after that service right like are you going out for coffee are you taking someone out for dinner are you yeah you know what, what happens next right yeah because we, uh... it, it's it's a neat opportunity because it's in the middle of the afternoon on a sunday right maybe you just want to go watch football with the buddies yeah yeah that's yeah. cool to me too and that's all an important part yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's community that's right um no that's awesome so now on the topic of community mm-hmm. and this is i think really important um we had a special service a number of weeks ago and that was the ordination service for chris oh yes and and i bring this up because it was an expression of community love mm-hmm. right like yeah. yes there was there was a lot of focus on the calling of Chris's life. But what I kept on hearing was we are all called to serve. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. all called to yes. encourage each other. We are all called to something. And so even in doing a charge to Chris to be finally a ordained minister, the call was actually for all of us yes. to serve. And I really love how that came out. Now, yep. I want to talk to both of you about this because Caleb, okay. it was your first time it was at actually. a way service. <laughs> yeah. And so first I want to ask you. Sure. From kind of walking in yep. to experiencing that as your first public way gathering. Yeah. Just tell me about your experience of that. I, I really enjoyed it actually. Because uh well, I don't know, for me it was just I, I walked in, um I was greeted well. You know, I saw Chris's dad on sound, you know. <laughs> Me and uh, me and Chris's dad go. Uh, we go way back, mm-hmm. you know, Volkswagen stuff. That's right. Yep. And then, um, yeah, he guided me to go and sit with uh, another gentleman that uh, I guess uh, was sitting alone. And, um, yeah, I felt very welcome. Mm-hmm. It it was it was great, and I really liked the message that that anchor had mm-hmm. uh, during the ceremony and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it, it had a very calm, calm environment. You know, it was a very calm environment. Mm. So, yeah, I'm definitely coming back. That's awesome. You know? I, love I mean, it. come on. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great yeah. first time. Yeah. And we had a lot of first timers because, and here's why. Yeah. People know and love and care about Chris. Yes. And I think that's kind of the point of community. And, and I'm not saying we, we're all centered around one person. No. What I am saying is, is that when you are known... And you are loved, that keeps you coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know that there are people that are pulling for you, that there are people that are praying for you. Yeah. And there is just something so valuable about that. Now, for you, Reverend, <laughs> I want to see, I want to hear about this because yeah. this is a unique experience in your 20 plus years of ministry. Yeah. So tell me about what you're thinking that day. I'll tell you, it was a blur, and I was really uh, impressed because the ROA team stepped up really big, and I had I didn't have anything to do other than come in and make sure that the sound and the uh, the tech was set up. Like I didn't have anything else to do, um, which is huge because usually I go in and set up everything on my own, and um, you know, like 
it's not hard. I spend hours preparing for the service and making sure everything's taken care of. And I didn't have to do that. I just showed up. And, uh, you know, seeing the community rally behind me was incredible. Um, and the level of excellence that was done by both our hospitality team and Jordan and the, the service. And I just, I thought even our greeters, they did such an awesome job. Yeah. It's just the simple things. Just even like Steve greeting people. He's not reaching for their hands. He's not trying to hug, hug them. He's directing them to where they need to be. And he's calm. Mm-hmm. He's not chaotic, uh, which is, is a great language. Like we have this, we really want to be calming, right? Yeah. Because I find like the, if you get away from being calming or walking people towards calm, you're actually walking them into chaos. It's either one, it's like the knife's edge, right? Yeah. <laughs> which side of that knife edge are you going to choose? But Steve does a great job of that. And uh, I think the most, like, People may come to hear me speak or they may come to see whoever's leading the worship music or whatever. But it's all those other pieces that matter so much more because that's actually the experience of, the, of church that they're having. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I hope that you can see in this conversation that we're having here on the podcast is that we're even trying to model community in the way that we are having these conversations. This was not a scripted conversation. It was just the overflow of our hearts, myself and Caleb and Chris. And so I really do hope that you join us next week. Caleb will be back with us next week for another interesting and insightful conversation. And of course, if you want to reach out to one of our pastors for a conversation, you can email us at podcast at wayniagara.ca. It would be our pleasure to have a conversation with you. And of course, anything that is going on at Way, you are welcome. I encourage you to go to wayniagara.ca and to check us out on social media so you know all the things that are going on around here. So, but for now, I just say thank you for tuning in. Bye for now.